Hello, and welcome to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for giving me the download. Thanks for finding the pod. You guys know why you are here. You are here for an Indian Wells. What day is it? It's day three. You're here for a day three recap. It is... I don't, I don't know what day it is. And that's going to be a lot of the topic today. So it's Saturday. I honestly didn't know that it was Saturday before I looked at my phone just now. So I'm going to say Friday night to keep it consistent with the day that just happened. But it's late Friday night, early Saturday morning, 12.08 a.m. here on the West Coast. And you might be able to hear it in my voice. It's been a long day. I am very tired at the moment. I am almost falling asleep. Topic one, my viewing day. It was a long day. I didn't get to see as much tennis as I would have liked. It started at 11 a.m. this morning. I was running an errand at that time. Um, Went home to do some things around the house. And then in the afternoon... I went to run another work-related errand, which took me a few hours. And all of a sudden, that was my whole day sort of gone. And during that period, when I was tied up doing one of these errands, I missed the Sitsipas-Thompson match. And we'll get to that. But I'm not going to have too much... Uh, to say about the match because I did not see it, but we'll get to that. This is this is going to be one of those pods where I just have to sort of get through it. And in the night session here, the two matches that I watched, there was a rain delay today um, at about f- 4 or 5 o'clock. Maybe the 5 o'clock hour is when the rain delay was happening. And it was about an hour, and it it caused um, the day session to run long. And that was a Zachary match, and she was playing uh, Shelby Rogers. And that match uh, was rain-delayed at 4-1 in the first set. They came back at 6, just prior to... The players coming back out on the court, I was glancing at the court feed, and they had tournament employees on the court with handheld blow dryers blow drying the court. I was a little dubious as to whether it would start at 6, because at 5.45, the courts were still pretty wet, but in this kind of thing, when you're talking about court drying, 15 minutes can be a long time. And with six minutes to go, it still didn't look quite ready to me. But they rallied. They worked quickly. They got the court ready. The players came out at six. That match finished. And then the night session started two hours late. Medvedev opened his campaign at about 8 o'clock. That went for about two hours. 
And I did pay pretty good attention to that. I was sort of tuned in. Right before that match started, I took a 20-minute cat nap from 7.43 to about 8. Okay, so we'll call it a 17-minute cat nap. And I was out. I was out cold. If I hadn't set an alarm, I might have slept all the way through the rest of the night. Like I said a couple pods ago, when you get to the third day and the fourth day, that's when you really find out what you're made of. And not only the third or fourth day of doing pods, but the third or fourth day of doing pods at the end of a work week on day four, day five of being in the energy, expending the energy. So you are hearing the end result of that right now. The Medvedev match started about eight. Uh, It went a couple of hours. Then Jessica Pagula played her match. That started just after 10, and that finished just before midnight. And I was looking at that match. I was watching the, the pictures on TV. I was looking at the score. But I don't remember a single thing about that match, and I just watched it for almost two hours. That's my energy level. Sometimes if you just don't have energy, mental energy, and you look at something, you can watch it 17 times and not remember it. So that's where I kind of am with that. So I watched the Medvedev match and I in some detail, and I also watched the Pagula match also in detail, but I didn't remember as much of the detail. Therefore, topic two deep dive segment into Medvedev's match. Medvedev played Brandon Nakashima. I thought the match was entertaining. Medvedev got a break a couple games in, maybe two all, somewhere around there. And from that point on, the match was not really in question about who was going to win. There were times when it was a question of, is this going to become a real match? Is Nakashima going to get a break? Is the set going to get back even? Is Medvedev going to go into one of his negative mental spirals? But thankfully for him, that did not happen. There were lots of interesting rallies during the match, long rallies. Nakashima hit a tweener and ended up winning the point because Medvedev put the tweener reply into the net as a dumped volley. It felt like it was 50-50 on those long rallies. Whenever Nakashima would win one of those long rallies, the crowd would cheer quite significantly for him because he's from San Diego. And then... Medvedev would put his head down and then win several unsexy quick points in a row very quickly. And that's how he got the lead and maintained the lead. What Medvedev did was very Djokovician in nature. Oftentimes, Djokovic can lose a long rally to a guy like Federer, and the crowd goes absolutely nuts. It feels like a big point. Then Djokovic puts his head down and hits three aces or something. That's what it felt like Medvedev was doing today. 
he might not have won the flashy points, but he won the points that mattered. And when he was losing the flashy points, the crowd was way into it. And then when he was winning the quick points that were completely boring, the crowd was uh, quite silent. But that's the way it typically goes for the top players, I suppose. Mehdi had to save some break points. He was not broken in the match. Um, and he broke Nakashima a few times. It was a straight sets win without getting to 5-all in any of the sets for Medvedev. But I would say, I think it was 6-4, 6-3. I would even say it was closer than the scoreline indicated. Because there were some moments where... Nakashima was knocking at the door and asking the question, as they say, and in an in a in in a different uh, in an alternate universe among the you know that uh, that one didn't work. I'm trying to make a metaverse joke. Um, in one of the other metaverses tonight, Medvedev could have lost those pressure points, and it could have been a closer match, and he could have lost, and. He alluded to that in his comments to ATP Media on court after the match. Medvedev was asked by the ATP what the difference was between playing in the day and playing in the night, and Medvedev said neither. He said there was no difference. He said he felt comfortable playing in the day, and he felt comfortable playing in the night. And when you've won 15 consecutive matches in a row, as he has, I imagine you feel comfortable at any time of day. I'm trying to think. I want to, even though I'm real tired, I want to think and I want to make sure I cover the stuff and I want to have the presence of mind to not forget anything. Anything else from the Medvedev match? I talked about the highlights. I talked about the score. Um, Medvedev narratives. His hair, yes. I thought Medvedev had a slightly hairier look. His beard seemed to be longer than normal. His hair seemed to be longer than normal. And I haven't watched him over the February tournaments. I haven't seen him since he played the match against Seb Korda which was his most recent loss in the Australian Open five, six, seven weeks ago. And he had some serious trip vibes with the hair. Medi's hair was a little longer, and it was a little unkempt. And just earlier today, I took a picture that I shared with my friends of me having unkempt hair. So that was a nice kismet moment between Medvedev and myself there. You know, similar age, similar generation, similar personalities. Medvedev is one of the is a gamer player. I remember after he won the US Open, he did a gaming sponsorship. Okay, what else? Um um I'll play some of his comments. I'm okay with that. Let's hear a little bit from Daniil Medvedev. 
Thank you. I think I think I played pretty well. Uh, to not lose a serve here is a, is a, is a challenge, and uh, is good is good to make it. Uh, for sure, a few moments where I could have done better, like <laughs> after the winner, I should have <laughs> finished it. But uh, yeah, in general, when you win, you know you can uh, say this could be better, this could be better. But in general, great win against a tough opponent who is uh, young and uh, on the rise. Uh, so looking forward to to my next rounds. Congrats, Daniel. Thank you. When you say it's challenging not to lose your serve here, do you mean in a night match specifically or just any time and any? In my, in my opinion, any time. I uh, remember 2000, what was it, 21 against Grigor and Dimitrov. I was a 6 4 for one double breakup and I lost the match and I played not bad. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's how Indian Wells is. It's, uh, again, it's uh, like even today I felt like playing, I, f I felt like clay course sometimes are faster. Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's challenging. Uh, there are some people that can play good there, but we see a lot of upsets always in Indian Wells, a lot of top players struggling. Uh, so I have the confidence right now, so I want to try to keep pushing uh, this confidence and try to, to make at least my best uh, result in India Wells. Hi, Danny. You, you said you have a lot of confidence in your game. Um, how do you manage to keep this high level of confidence? How do you work on it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably one of the first times was 2019 when I made six finals in a row. I managed uh, to kind of uh, understand in a way that, oh, okay, well, when I have this confidence, I can make very big things and win uh, big tournaments and play some big matches. And I managed to keep it going, keep it going. And then one time, uh, well, suddenly I lost it. I remember Bercy and uh, London, uh, this match against Rafa, 5 1, uh, and a match point up. So uh, right now, yeah, when I'm without the confidence, that's something I have to probably work on to be better. When I have this confidence, I manage somehow to keep it. How do I do it? I know, just try my best, uh, and uh, that's all that matters. In the previous press conference, you talked about the uh, strings. You changed it uh, to adjust to the slower surfaces. Uh, can you talk, if you can, uh, talk a little bit about, or uh, like if there's anyone who suggested to you to do that, or how it worked, that the new strings worked in this slow condition? Yeah, I mean, first of all, last year was not perfect year for me. I, could, I felt like uh, previous years I played better. So I felt like that's a good moment maybe to try to change something because the thing about tennis is when you play good, you're really scared to change something. Like when you win Grand Slams, I was number one in the world. You're like, why would I change? So then uh, I played not, not that good the end of the season. So I was like, why not in preseason try to change and see maybe, maybe not change. Uh, and Technofiber proposed me this new version of strings, so I, I tried like six different ones uh, in one day, and I really liked them, so I was like, okay, let's try. And then uh, Australian Open was not perfect. For sure, a lot of doubts. Did I make the right choice? Maybe I should come back to the, to the old ones, but I felt like that's something that could help me uh, because, again, um, I gained power without losing too much control or without losing it at all. So I was like, okay, I'll try to continue with that strings. And last three weeks it was working well, so probably I'm going to play with it for uh, for a long time. Daniel, what what aspect of your game do you like the the most? Or? 
In general or here? Because here I'm not sure. In, in general. In general. And also, what, what aspect would you like to improve them? Improve Wally for sure. I mean, I want to improve everything every day, but Wally has to be better. Even today, a few Wallys had to be better. I mean, that's something I work on a lot. But uh, you know, everyone, every player has uh, his own, let's call it style or yeah, best shots. Wally is my worst shot. Uh, there are matches where I can, you know, I, when I say my my worst shot is. Uh, I still know how to do it, and uh, even in the toughest matches, and even let's say against Novak in US Open, I was still at the net a few times. I could win some points, but that's something I for sure want to improve. Uh, do I like the most? I like kind of my return from far position, just because it's uh, it's not unique. There are some other players that do it, but there are not a lot. Uh, and yeah, I like uh, that uh, this shot. Uh, is yeah something not not common and I managed to do it well so yeah I like it. Can I ask? Yeah, sure. Um, you you were you mentioned briefly playing Novak uh, at the Open. Um, just in terms of the baseline game, what is what is tougher uh, in terms of baseline game? Rafa on clay or Novak on? I didn't play Rafa on clay, so oh, okay. Rafa on clay is probably the worst and best challenge uh, in tennis. When I say worst, is because he lost what I don't know ten matches. I'm not even sure he lost ten. I mean, last years he he was losing a little bit more in tournaments like Rome and Monte Carlo. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I will be honest, I'm scared to play rough on clay. In a way, I want to try it, and for sure I will fight to, to, to win. But that must be scary to go out against rough on clay. Uh, Novak, I managed to beat him a few times. But again, that's two guys who have 22 Grand Slams. And uh, yeah, I would say, you know what? Novak in Australia is, is tough. I, I had a few, uh, I would say, what? I lost probably four times against him, four or five there. Didn't win once, even though some of them were uh, were close battles, especially ATP Cup or the first time I played him in Australian Open. But thinking back of these matches, I don't know why there he plays, in my opinion, better than on other uh, continents or uh, courts. But damn, that's tough. I mean, he same like Rafa Clay, he barely loses there. So yeah, tough, tough challenges. and. Uh, I hope I can do it one day in my career. You know, you mentioned you wanted to make your best result of your career here. And I'm just curious, do you think you can win this title or do you think, you think it's impossible? I think I can win. Honestly, I mean, that's what I have to believe that I can win anywhere. Uh, Roland Garros, I hope I can win it. I was one time in quarters and lost against uh, Stefanos, who played a great match. <laughs> and uh, there was a fight. I, I was serving for the set, so I'm sure... Uh, on a good day, I can win any tournament in the world because, well, I managed to 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 to, to win different ones many times. Uh, the thing is that definitely, if I have a bad day in Indian Wells, it's going to be much tougher than anywhere else. So I have to have this good day uh, every day. But again, what may, what makes me really confident is my title in Doha because similar conditions. Mm, very similar, like maybe even the same. I feel like it's even slower here, but very similar. I managed to get the title there. It's less matches, four, uh, four against six. But uh, again, I'm sure I can do it. Just need to have a lot of good days. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a good
night. Interesting comments there. First, he is the favorite for the title. With Sitspass going down and Rude not doing much recently. And we haven't seen Alcaraz play yet. We'll see him tomorrow. He's got those injury concerns. Two, Medvedev, when he's in his element, mixing it up with the media, he's he's the best player in press conferences and in interviews, and it's not even close. He's great with the press, which is a nice thing to see. And um, interesting, he was basically saying there that he thinks Indian Wells is his worst tournament, which is kind of interesting. Every player has them. For, you know, Rafa's worst tournament would be Cincinnati, probably. You know, Federer's worst tournament was Monte Carlo, you know, probably of the big ones. Um, um, and if Medvedev thinks his worst one is here, that's interesting. And he is correct about players being upset. Um, Belinda Bencic went down today. Sitsipas went down today. Way back when, Federer, when he was dominating, he lost here to, to um, what was that guy's name? Kanyas, right? Um, so, it happens. So, Medvedev moving on to the next one. Topic three, Jessica Pagula. She played the last match. It finished last. See, that's the kind of redundant thing that I'm trying not to say in these pods. But late night, got to get through this. She played Camilla Georgie. Georgie is a player that when she's on, and if Pagula is a little off, it could be an interesting encounter. And the broadcast was saying that Georgie beat Pagula in Canada in 2021 on the way to the title there. I vaguely remember that now. I vaguely remember two things. Number one, I think I remember watching that match in my bedroom. Maybe that was a night match. Maybe not. Two, I remember vaguely talking about that on the Canada pods from last summer when I was talking about the stats of the defending champion and all this. Georgie got off to a four-love lead. Georgie was up four-love, 30-love, and it was kind of surprising. The total points at that point was 21-9, to and it wasn't looking good, but when Pagula figured it out shortly thereafter, that was it. There were no more moves made, and uh, Georgie could not respond once Pagula figured it out and from being down love for Pagula ended up winning I think it was um three six six one six two something like that so she completely dominated the match after the first half hour and um let's see got nothing else to say about Georgie um, got nothing to say about Pagula's performance today. 
the thought that I had with her was she missed an opportunity in Australia, and I said that before. Even if she has a moment here, let's say she wins this, it would be one of the biggest titles of her life, but she still would not answer the Grand Slam question. In terms of that, there is literally nothing she can do for the next two and a half months. And that's an interesting situation. I've had situations like that in my job where I screw something up or I could have said something different to this person and you don't have, or this certain, you know, time of day could have been better. This class could have been better. And no matter how much you sort of rehash it or no matter how much you do well in other areas, you don't come full circle on that in your mind till you get to the next time that situation happens. So I don't think we're going to learn anything new about Jessica Pagula for the next couple of months. If she wins, great. Then she'll... If she wins, she loses. If she loses, she loses. You know, meaning if she wins the next three Masters 1000s, She'll get to Roland Garros, and we'll talk about how she hasn't won a major yet. If she loses second round of every tournament for the next two months, we'll get to Roland Garros, and we'll talk about how she hasn't won a major yet. Nevertheless, you don't want to, uh, you know, minimize a potential Indian Wells victory, especially with it being in America. They said on the broadcast... The last American woman to win Indian Wells was Serena in 2001. Wow. Topic four, Stefano Tsitsipas. He lost today to Jordan Thompson. I didn't see it, and as of the beginning of recording time, the tournament did not upload Tsitsipas' press conference, so I don't really know what the deal was. It was a surprising loss. He should not have lost to Jordan Thompson. And the closeness of the score was also interesting. Sitsipas has been dealing with an elbow injury. And I think that definitely played a, a role in today's result. If they both play at the peak of their powers, Sitsipas wins against Thompson quite easily. With Sitsipas being a little compromised, the quite easily margin, you know, the margin went from clear to much, much closer. And in that situation, you know, the the odds didn't go his way today, and he came out on the losing end of, uh, you know, when he was playing in a very, very suboptimal situation, is my guess. But I'm not going to speak about something that I didn't see, because I do not want to waste your time. I'm sure there's going to be more to talk about um, in that department later on. Topic 5, score reads. WTA scores from today. The beginning of round of 64 play. Seeded players in action now. Noskova beat Anasimova 7-6-6-3. Georgie, or Pagula beat Georgie 3-6-6-1-6-2. Pleskova beat Kalinskaya, 2-6, 6-love, 6-4. Goff beat Buxa, 6-2, 6-4. Six, 
Xinyu Wang beat Alexandrova 6-2-6-3. Maria Sakari beat Shelby Rogers 2-6-6-4-6-love. Peterson defeated Shuai Zhang 3-love retired. Potapova beat Ziyu Wang 4-6-7-6-6-2. Kvitova beat Mandlik 6-1-7-5. Sabalenka Back at a big tournament, fresh off of winning the Australian, she beat Rodina 6-2, 6-love. So, Sabalenka is continuing to play well. Kudermatova beat Blinkova, 6-3, 6-4. Chikova beat Yastremska, 6-1, 6-2. Ostapenko beat Sasnovich, 7-5, Serenko beat Donna Vekic. Well, that's a bad loss for Vekic. She's been doing well. The tennis podcast people have been talking up Pam Shriver and Donna Vekic. Serenko wins, though. 2-6-6-2-6-2. Teichman beat Bencic. 3-6-6-3-6-3. That's a bad loss for Bencic. She could have gone deep here. Kalanina beat Fruvitova. 4-6-6-4-7-5. For the men... Let's take a look at what the deal was there. Casper Rude got only his third win of the year, beating Schwartzman 6-2-6-3. Jordan Thompson beat Sitsipas 7-6-4-6-7-5. The first set tiebreak was 7-0 in favor of Thompson. Medvedev beat Nakashima 6-4-6-3. Zverev beat Kachin, 6-3-6-1. Hey, Zverev might be playing better now. Tiafo beat Giron, 6-2-6-2. Nori beat Tonglin Wu, 6-2-6-4. Taro Daniel beat Matteo Berrettini, 7-6, love 6-6-3. Things are not going well for Matteo Berrettini right now. Rublev beat Yuri Lehechka, 6-4-6-2. That's the first legitimately bad loss for Yuri Lehechka in a while. He's been doing well. Jason Kubler beat Grigor Dimitrov, 2-6, 7-6-3-love, retired. Umber beat Denis Shapovalov, 7-5-6-4. Much like Berrettini, Shapovalov is not doing well. Sounds like Shapovalov in particular could use a break, but he hasn't done that yet. Garen beat Nishioka, 6-4, 6-love. Yoshihito Nishioka losing a bagel set. What a surprise. Emil Rusevori beat Bautista Agut, 7-6, 6-2. Again, disappointing loss there. Tabio beat Maxime Cressy, 7-6, 7-6. Second set tiebreak was 15-13. Wasn't it nice of Maxime Cressy to let somebody beat him? You know, Maxime Cressy, for his, you know, for the self-proclaimed greatest player in the game has ever seen, you know, he's certainly doing a lot of gifting to his opponents to make them feel better. Hachinov beat Atta, 6-3, 6-3. Ivashka beat Bodic van de Zanschulp, 7-5, 3-2, retired. Alejandro Davidovich Fokina beat Yibing Wu, 6-4, 6-1. And those are the results.
schedule for Saturday, March 11th. Second round action continues from 11 a.m. Pacific. Azarenka, Ajay Aliasim, Center versus Gasquet, Lynette versus Radicanu, Evans versus Draper. Second wave of matches. Sviantek, Andy Murray, Leila Fernandez. Um, in the afternoon, 3 p.m., Taylor Fritz versus Ben Shelton. 3 p.m., Elena Rabakina versus Sophia Kennan. 5 p.m., Bianca Andrescu versus Peyton Stearns. Hubert Hercotch versus Alexi Poprin. 6 p.m., Ons Jabor versus Magdalena Freck. And Holger Runa versus Mackenzie McDonald. 8 p.m., Serana Cristea versus Madison Keys. And last match on Stadium 1, Carlos Alcaraz versus Tanasi Kokonakis. Looking briefly at the doubles, Goff and Pagula play their doubles at 2.30 Pacific on Stadium 4. Tiafo and Vavrinka play Bautista and Karina Busta in doubles. And Krejcikova and Siniakova, doubles top seeds, they're going to be out there as well. Rude and Team are playing doubles together. Madeline, there is still something to watch. Team is still in the doubles. So there's that. And I think that's going to do it. I'm tired. It's time to go to bed. Again, thanks for listening to this episode of Trips Tennis Talk. This episode was produced by Oregon Productions. Thanks. See you tomorrow.